Warning. The following episode contains descriptions of sexual situations and abuse, which some listeners may find disturbing. Good evening, hushlings, and welcome. I present your preceptors to the underbelly of the void, the whispers of conjecture, and the known of the unknown. Thus begins the conclave of the Hush Hush Society. What's up again, Hushlings? I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. And as always, we have our friend and compatriot, Slick Frank Sanders. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. This week, we're going to dive into the Jeffrey Epstein Suicide Part 2 of our two-part series. If you joined us last episode, we went over the early life of Jeffrey Epstein and how he came up through the financial world, became very powerful, very rich, and eventually became very scummy, which eventually ended in his suicide by hanging. This episode, we're going to take a look at the possible conspiracies behind the hanging. Did he really commit suicide or was he helped? Assisted suicide? But before we get into all that, remember to find us on all social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find us on our brand new YouTube link, where we post all the audio to every single episode, and where our live show on November 9th will be shown. During the time of Epstein's suicide, he was being held in the Metropolitan Correctional Center, which is otherwise known as the Tombs in Manhattan. And it's the intermediary jail that New York has before you go to prison, you know, like Rikers Island or something like that. After his suicide, you start to see these very, very odd things come out about the case. Things like there were no CCTV cameras operational in his wing on his floor of the correctional facility. There were guards that were supposed to be watching him. He was supposed to be on suicide watch. He was taken off of suicide watch. The guards were apparently asleep. There were just so many different things that were very, very fishy about the surroundings of his suicide and the surroundings of the entire situation. To begin, the autopsy in itself was very suspect. Alright, so what do you guys say we just dive straight into the autopsy? Yeah, I'm down to kick the chair out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got Dr. Barbara Sampson. She was the lead in this autopsy who determined Epstein's cause and manner of death which she ruled suicide by hanging. But some of the findings prove otherwise. In the autopsy, Epstein had a broken hyoid bone, which is very common in homicide by strangulation. It's not very frequent in hangings. I believe it was broken in what, two or three different places. Yeah, in hangings, it, it's about 6% have this hyoid bone broken. So that's that's a pretty solid red flag head scratcher in this whole autopsy situation. Breaking of the hyoid bone is kind of lines up with a forced strangulation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 6% is still substantially low if you're talking between strangulation and suicidal hanging. And in an already suspect type of ending for a very notable, disgusting character, is it coincidental or is it a piece of evidence that leans towards something more than suicide? The thing is, there's not a lot of evidence about it, though, because there's no photos of Epstein in his cell. There's no, like, I guess, crime scene photos or anything like that. He was just transported out. His brother hired a forensic pathologist, Michael Baden. He looked into the death and looked into fingerprints that was found in the Metropolitan Correctional Center on his body. Dr. Baden was hired by his brother because of the suspected fact that his brother definitely didn't think would kill himself. Baden, who was a pretty prestigious man of his field, quoted, The injuries are extremely unusual in suicidal hangings and could occur much more commonly in homicidal strangulation. That's just coming from an expert. It could be a coincidence, but... mm. Dr. Baden had also said in a quote, going over thousands of jail hangings and suicides in, in the New York City state prison system over the past 50 years that no one had the three fractures on that hyoid bone. So, super suspect, man. Out of 50 years, just in that system... He said by suicide, right? Yes, jail hangings by suicide, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's rare enough that one fracture would happen within that bone, 
just from hanging. To have three, I think that brings up the probability that it's not due to a hanging. I don't know. If you didn't know Jack about Epstein or his gummy past pre-suicide and you had only been looking at these facts... It kind of screams this dude didn't kill himself. It's an extremely rare anomaly if it had just happened by coincidence by him killing himself. Because originally, Dr. Baden had said that the original cause of death was pending for a first couple days, and then they ruled it a suicide. That's weird in itself. Yeah. I'm no autopsy specialist, but I, I feel like it doesn't take that long. Not in a controlled environment, like I guess uh, controlled in a sense as a state prison system. And that makes you wonder if it's just a convenient cover story. Like you said, if he was a regular inmate that had gone and died by this quote-unquote hanging and had these three fractures in his hyoid bone, would the coroner or the doctor had looked at this and said, oh yeah, this was done by another inmate or this was done maliciously against him. This was not a suicide. Was it wrapped up especially because of who he was? And does that point to a cover-up it could have been there's a lot of other things about that autopsy too the neck trauma one pathologist said that the neck trauma was associated with both strangulation and hanging especially in older men that itself can go both ways with the date of autopsy 8 11 so the day after he died by Kristen Roman, medical doctor. It says, brief synopsis, it's very long. Ligature, furrow of the neck, hemorrhages of the oral mucosa. There's a lot of medical terms in here. Apparently he had hypertension and cardiovascular disease. Abrasions on the left forearm and hemorrhages of the face. It's a small thing, but pointing out the, the heart issue. Yeah, he was in his 60s when he died. There is a possibility of a heart, a heart issue at any age, obviously, but... I was just thinking, if he had a heart issue, how was it that he was sexually assaulting women three to four times a day? Is there a heart issue that kind of allows you to go on having sex literally all day? I don't have massive cardiovascular issues. I'm experienced with people in my family with cardiovascular issues, and they were still able to do some things. But I mean, it all depends on the severity of it. I'm looking at this report literally right now, and I don't understand a single thing on it. So <laughs> the only thing I can understand, the only thing I can understand is ventricle and hypertensive and cardiovascular, like cardiovascular disease. I mean, that's that's heart disease. So probably had shit cholesterol and high blood pressure. And, you know, the dude he's in his 60s, man. Having that type of money. Would you treat yourself amazing? <laughs> <laughs> like, God. No, I'm just kidding. I see where you're. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, I, I could see how that could be an issue. <laughs> Are you inferring that maybe this heart problem was was fabricated? Could be neither here nor there. Whether he was set up to be a suicide or he was killed outright, I, I kind of see that as a non-issue. But it was something that I saw as kind of an interesting little tidbit is that if you have this cardiovascular disease how often are you feeling well enough to have sex and if you are feeling that well how are you doing it three to four times a day that kind of delves into a little whisper that i had in the back of my mind is that maybe just maybe this is just you know a thought purely hypothetical that his autopsy report may have been not his uh, yeah, okay. yeah, okay, so yeah. Not, not fabricated, but they just took somebody else's autopsy report? Could be. Or slapped his name on it? Yeah. Or took pieces of another autopsy report and added it? There's yeah. also the other side of it is that maybe it wasn't Epstein's body that went to the coroner in the first place. There are photos circulating around that compare the ear shape and cartilage and whatnot parts of the ear of the supposed dead Jeffrey Epstein with the living Jeffrey Epstein and the the cartilage and the shape of the ear doesn't match up. Now it's well known really? yeah now it's well known that everybody has distinguished ears. Nobody has the exact ear, nobody has the exact ear shape. Everybody's unique. We're all little little snowflakes. We're all special in our own eerie way. <laughs> Get off the show. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, so you have a post-mortem picture of Epstein, and you have a 
picture of when he was alive. Now, you could have two completely different ears on your head, and some people would say, oh, well, that's a picture of the left ear, and this is a picture of his right ear, but... The comparison is of the body's left ear with the left ear of Epstein as he was alive. And those ears do not match up. Well, your ears don't change. The nose, too. You see the nose? Yeah. There's there's definitely features to his head and face that don't match up. You're absolutely right on that. But that takes us down another path. Now, if they used some sort of fake Epstein body, if they replaced him with some other poor dead sap that had heart disease and different shaped ears but looked similar enough that they could pass him off, does that mean that Epstein is alive? Now, one of the pictures I'm looking at, his hair is, his hair too, his hair is a lot more saltier than pepperier. <laughs> in in yeah. real in real life than it is in one of these <laughs> pictures it's a little darker than what you'd expect exactly. to see and i think even before we get into all the rest of this i think that this is one of the best pieces of evidence for him not being that body either he is still alive or he was taken from that jail cell taken somewhere else and killed or he lives to this day and continues to do what he was doing all this time just under a different pseudonym under in a different island in a different part of the world where nobody would pay attention to some quote-unquote white tourist well he certainly had the money to do it and he had the backing. If you look at all the powerful people that he was surrounded by, if you look at even the flight logs, which we'll get into, there are plenty of people that if they were his co-conspirators or they were his customers or they were people that frequented his company, those people could easily be a pipeline to a completely new life that nobody would pay any attention to. They also could have been a person that took him out. It's very possible. It's either he's he's alive and he is somewhere else in this world, continuing to be a trafficker, continuing to do what he does best or did best, or, you know, he's dead. Looking at these pictures, man, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's dead. There's only one definitive picture where you can see Jeffrey Epstein and he's on a gurney going into either an ambulance or wherever they're taking him, uh, a van to the coroner's office from the actual jail. That's the only picture that you actually see where it's definitive, facially shot, side. You can see it's obviously Jeffrey Epstein laying on a gurney. But could that have also been him post his injuries in prison days before he committed suicide? It definitely could be, yeah. If you don't have context for the picture, that could be what that is. Yeah. The injuries a couple from days his, prior, yeah. Yeah, from his beat Yeah, down. his strangulation that he refused to talk about. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. Or that supposed attack that happened. And that, that brings into light the whole possibility of, okay, let's say that he made it out alive. Who is going to look for a dead man? Nobody's going to look for a dead man. They're just going to ask for his vote. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, they're going to shake his hand and say, okay, see you on November 2nd. But, <laughs> but all the powerful people that he was linked to, world leaders, businessmen, millionaires, billionaires, everybody under the sun, it's very possible that he had a getaway plan. He had a get out of jail free card. He did. I believe he had multiple passports and a safe full of diamonds that they found or something in one of those one of those raids that they did in his house. Oh, yeah. He, he had fake passports. Yeah, he was ready to go, man, if he got caught. And there's tons of theories of people who are far less wealthy than Jeffrey Epstein, who people genuinely believe that these people fake their deaths. You know, Tupac, Tupac, Biggie, Michael Jackson. And they're nowhere near the net worth of Jeffrey Epstein. So no. I, I don't I think that makes that idea pretty plausible he had the money to do it he's in antarctica or something like that and like you face. said mike he had the backing it's not just the money he had the backing. he definitely had the backing and as of recently there are they are questionable they're open to interpretation a bit there are some cct video slash images of a man that looks very much like epstein back on little saint james island hanging out in the town and whatnot and it looks very much like Epstein, but my whole thing is, if you look at those images, 
yeah, you could surmise, yeah, that's Jeffrey Epstein because you're going to confirmation bias is real. But you also got to look at it as you're dealing with a man who did this for well over 30 years. You're dealing with a man who, for the most part, with the exception of his witnesses coming forward, he kept this under wraps. And you got to think he's smarter than to escape from prison or jail in New York and then just go right back to his island. Well, yeah. That's a good point. Like, why wouldn't he just disappear into some cave in fucking Antarctica or something? But why would he even go to a place where there's people? I mean, this was huge news. If anybody in the past couple of years has watched TV or had internet, I feel like they'd know the guy when they saw his face. True. But I guess on an international light, how many people have the internet out of yeah. seven or eight billion people that are on this planet? But look at the population of Little St. James Island or the surrounding islands. They know who Epstein well, I mean, doesn't was. he own the island? It's his island, right? Yeah, yeah but like, the, I think it has like a town. He's got like right? an island on the chain. Yeah, it's like a chain of islands. So who's going to be on that island other than him? And the people that he employs. And those people yeah. were pretty loyal to him. I mean... Yeah, there's only a few testimonies of things going on. Well, one thing that I think is suspicious, that granted it could just be the way the case played out, but how Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested in July of this year, and she ran from the FBI when they tried to get her in her house in New Hampshire or whatever. And you know, she barricaded herself in a room. So could Jeffrey Epstein still be alive? And he's going after all the players now? A year later, his longtime girlfriend, get rid of her evidence. But it also could just be the way the case is playing out with all the players that have been a part of it. Have you guys heard anything about Maxwell? She hasn't talked. I haven't heard news about that. The case is going to like proceed next year. Oh, really? That's unfortunate. Yeah. They should yeah, just we, do it. Here's the thing that everybody and their mother who believes in the conspiracy, who has been following the case of Epstein, has an idea every which way up and down of what they think happened. Everybody is questioning, where is Ghislaine Maxwell's mugshot? It's True. a very, very simple thing. Even Epstein had a mugshot. Okay. He is just as synonymous with this whole thing as Ghislaine Maxwell is. If Ghislaine was taken into custody, she would have a mugshot. They would have released that. They released it literally the same day that they arrested Epstein. So if she's really in custody, if she's really prison bound or going into some sort of prison system or Guantanamo Bay even, you know, something of that sort, they would have released a mugshot. Or there's the other side of it where they're keeping her safe. Well, supposedly she's in Brooklyn in some detention facility, but that's that's all you know. It could definitely be some sort of twisted witness protection program they're working with her on. Okay, let's say that Epstein is dead. We'll yep. play that card. Epstein is dead, and whether it was by suicide or assisted suicide is yet to be determined. But Ghislaine is alive and well, as we think she might be. Didn't President Trump say like he wishes her wish well her best yeah. yeah i wish her well what? yeah 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 I wish he I... said it on like live tv man yeah, like that's eh, weird dude very very odd and i and it kind of makes you wonder is he saying that to keep his name out of her mouth or is he because a little pat on the back for he actually wishes Maxwell. her well i hope you're okay <laughs> if epstein is dead then galane is the only I mean, she's not the only, but she is the most likely to have the names, dates, the occurrences, who was there, what they did, when they did it. She could spill the beans on a myriad of people. Probably better than Epstein could have spilled the beans. Like, wasn't she his bookkeeper? She Essentially. Was like his little scheduler. She was the, the right-hand man the or right-hand woman. She was the one. She was there for how many accounts have been told by the victims where Jelaine was not a part of it. Mm. Or whether she organized it or she was actually part of the abuse. To further understand who might have possibly been intertwined with Epstein's quote-unquote suicide, you got to take a look at the flight logs. There were a total of 1,500, give or take, flights recorded that you can look at the logs publicly. And these flights vary from years from 1995 all the way to 2019. And you can, there were some pretty notable names on these flight logs. And I was taken away when seeing the amount of trips that these people were taking on Epstein's private jet. 
There was also 1,500 or so names of people that were royalty, politicians, celebrities, like you said. 1,500 names, man. Not only the flights. It's unreal, you know? Like, if if you're taking that many flights with this guy, you kind of got to know the sleazy shit that he's into. And I, I know a lot of people have come out and say, oh, I didn't know what he was doing. I knew nothing about his private life, but... You're spending a lot of time with the dude to not know what he's got going on. Do you think that this guy had people come on flights and come to some of his properties and actually have normal parties on the surface? Some of the names that are on this manifest list are like, I mean, you listen to their music, you watch their movies. Some of the names, man, like it, it's almost hard to believe people that some people idolize because nobody's idolizing Jeffrey Epstein. But some people that you idolize could possibly be involved. Or was it just, I'm having some crazy party in the Bahamas, or and you're invited. Come on my private jet. There's a party going on, but behind closed doors in certain areas, this shit's happening. I'm not even going to beat around the bush because I don't give a fuck. Here's some of the names that were on the list. Bill Clinton has taken 26 trips to Epstein Island. The well-known lawyer who we talked about last episode, Alan Dershowitz, took 12 trips. Actor and comedian Chris Tucker took 11 trips. Actor Kevin Spacey, disgraced actor Kevin Spacey, took 11 trips. Naomi Campbell, four trips. Prince Andrew, who we also spoke about last episode, took four trips. You have other people that are named. Donald Trump is definitely definitely named. He's on there. The Manifest book also included, like, Mike Bloomberg, Tony Blair, David Blaine, Chris Brown, Naomi Campbell. Like, there's oh, and don't forget about former reporter Walter Cronkite. Yep, everybody knows him. Was Alexander Acosta on that list? Anybody? Mm. Uh, Nah, he probably kept his nose out of that, but he definitely had something. (laughs) Yeah, he took the the sub. probably went to the the places in new mexico and all that other stuff kind of kept it local florida yeah florida yeah florida palm beach man he was right there nice and convenient there's even our vaccine lord and savior chip us so that we never have to think anything outside (laughs) what the government wants us to think and do (laughs) our savior our he's gonna end all suffering mr bill gates I can't wait to be chipped. There was also a, a girl by the name of Sarah Kellen who was Maxwell's assistant, and she has 350 flights. She is a frequent flyer on the Lolita Express. She has said to keep the names and numbers of girls who gave Epstein erotic massages and occasionally showed them the massage table or coached the girls on what to do. So essentially, this is what you got to do to get this guy off. Yeah. Fucking weird, bro. Yeah. So she was like these slaves trainers. She was the, yeah, she was the masseuse that trained people to, ew. Fucking gross. (laughs) I wonder, some of these adult females that assisted him, with barring Ghislaine Maxwell, I wonder if some of these adult females were former victims of his. You know, Sarah Sarah Kellen, she, she looks like she's in her 20s. She very well could have been a girl that went over there for that initial $200 at one point or that prospect of going to school or having something promised for her. And then it turned into the most frequent flyer with him and setting people up. She was also the schedule maker who made sure she could find if like girls were available to work and when he wanted a massage. And if you're talking three to four girls a day, this girl was a busy lady. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't really fathom the mental gymnastics a person would have to do to have been a victim of this guy and then end up working with him and training these girls and working with these girls that he's violating and will continue to violate. How do you... You catch them young when they're naive and... Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's some sort of manipulation game. You're right. Look at all the girls that he had working for him. I mean, quote unquote, working for him to gather other girls when he was in Palm Beach. All the high school girls that went and told their friends, you just got to go in there, massage him. He'll give you 200 bucks and you're done, ready to go. And those girls knew damn well exactly what was happening and that it wasn't going to be just a massage. 
I just don't know how morally people can do that. Because they were getting money too. Money speaks volumes. It speaks volume. Bringing up one of the girls from the previous episode, I mean, didn't she work for him for three to four years getting $200 a pop? Like we said before in the previous episode, what was your first paycheck at 16 years old? That's money. Yeah. If he got them young enough and they were in that headspace where part of them was obviously disgusted by the fact that they had to deal with Epstein, but there was another part of them that was surviving. Many of the girls that he went after, like we had previously said, were part of families and in other home situations that were less than perfect, far less than perfect, abusive parents, drug addict parents living on the streets. So it becomes kind of this savior concept complex of, yeah, you had to come and do these sexual things to me, but I gave you money. Almost like pseudo Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, I gave you money and you did it 10 or 20 times, but then you went and you got all these other girls to come and do it, which means you had to do it less, but you were still making money and it's a pyramid scheme. That's really all it is. And in the, in the most basic sense of the term, it is a sexual pyramid scheme. He's been involved in Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes before. He was involved in the largest in history. Clearly, why not take that knowledge that you have of ripping people off for that long and just do it to somebody else in a different way? And he did it as long as he did, whether he's alive or dead. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yes, Will, I am. Are you ready to bring on the weird? Did you, did you just make a Will I Am joke? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> nice. I'll allow it. Anyway, we're just a couple of harmless guys digging into weird things we don't know much about. We're just trying to figure out what the hell is happening in the world outside our homes. Do we get things wrong? Without a doubt. Are we learning from those mistakes? Not anytime soon. Are you entertained by the crap we're talking about? Of course. That's why I always listen to the show. You listen? Alright, what, what do you like to listen to about the show? I like aliens, conspiracies, cryptids, NWO, shadow government, you name it. What? But, oh, hold on. Do the aliens come from inside the Earth instead of interstellar travel? What made the conspiracy start? Why did that cryptid evolve to do the things it does? Who runs this NWO? Listen in as we dive into all manners of subjects as we bring on the weird. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. You can listen to clips of our episodes on our YouTube channel. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, Hushlings? Mystery Mike here, and I'm here to tell you about a contest that we're currently running. It's real easy to enter. All you gotta do is go to iTunes, submit a review for our show, and screenshot it, then send it on over to us. You can do this through our social medias or through our email at hushhushsociety at planetmail.com. You'll be entered to win a travel size edition of Conspiracy The Card Game. This card game explores all the conspiracies and tests your knowledge of the deep dark unknown. This contest will run until October 5th. Second and third prize winners will also be chosen and receive a Hush Hush Society sticker pack. Like Sarah Kellen, we have Emmy Taylor. She was a British musician and actress and flew on Epstein's private jet up to 190 times. She was doing just about the same thing as Sarah was, showing young girls how to please Epstein and organizing barrages of girls for him. She was another one of his servants, another another slave to do his bidding. And essentially, these are secretaries. Even Ghislaine is a secretary. You're a secretary who gets hers from him too, I'm sure. And her own, even these two are secretaries for a CEO. They're setting up meetings, probably have something to do with the financials of those meetings and covering up that shit too. It's still so bizarre to me, the network, the massive amount of people he had fluctuating in and out of this whole gross fucking circle. That's what I don't understand. How do you hide that abuse and assault from all these massive names that we talk about and they don't say anything clearly the guy has one of the richest people in the world and could he pay off a hollywood person or could he pay off a singer these people are also multi-millionaires too why would they be associated with that mm. them talking about it is going to tarnish them they were in on it 
that's why you can't discredit a single person that has their name attached to this guy that could have been somebody that could have either gotten him out of prison by faking his death or got him killed. Some of these people clearly don't have the power and money, but when you're talking people like Bill Clinton and his wife, Hillary, <laughs> and Hillary. you're talking people like Donald Trump, Hillary with all her bullshit with the email shit, it's entirely possible that somebody of that power, I mean, Bill Clinton got a blowjob in the Oval Office, so it's entirely possible that this guy was involved in the shit that Epstein was doing too. Donald Trump has been accused. In the last episode, we touched on it. He was accused in 1994 of raping a 13-year-old girl. In company of Epstein. What the fuck? Exactly. Food for thought, right? It's a little bit off topic, but you guys remember Acosta, I'm sure. I'm not trying to get all political on you guys, but the Democrats are constantly bashing Trump, right? Bashing him and bashing him. Why wouldn't they say anything about Trump's relation to Acosta or why he might have gotten Acosta in after all of his nasty due diligence with Epstein unless maybe it would have brought some attention to some of their higher ups? I don't know. I just had that thought the other day and it, it struck me a sort of way. It goes back to that sweetheart deal. There's a lot of other players involved other than Alexander Acosta to get somebody off for raping kids. I would answer your question with another question. Would you aim a gun that had a bent barrel that pointed back at you and pull the trigger? <laughs> exactly, which I, I think just further spread the circle further than the flight logs and further than the allegation. I, I think there's a lot of people involved that nobody will ever know. Well, let's get back to the circumstances of his death. One thing that we have to take a look at, obviously, is the closest possible sources. We look at the guards. There are two guards that were assigned to the wing of Epstein. Epstein, as we said, was previously on suicide watch. For some odd reason, they take him off of suicide watch. Now, the protocol of suicide watch is you are in a cell by yourself, and apparently you have sheets that easily rip, all these different things that are supposed to prevent you from killing yourself. No sharp objects, obviously, no shoelaces, all that jazz. And then you have these two guards, they're supposed to do these mandatory checks on you every half hour, or every 15 minutes or something. So the night of his suicide, you have these two correctional officers, you have Michael Thomas and Tova Noel. And they, on the night of his quote-unquote suicide, were supposed to perform 75 mandatory checks on Epstein, which they completely ignored every single one. They didn't do any? No. 75 checks, 75 mandatory checks went not done. Couple that with a supposed failure of CCTV cameras and any kind of witness, we have to start looking at who could have gotten into that cell to kill Epstein. Past the suicide. We've already explored the suicide. Let's look at what could have happened instead. So the initial report said that there was no footage of whatever was going on in that wing. Later on, that was changed. The official story begins to morph and now there is the statement from the correctional facility that the footage was working correctly, there was nobody that went into that wing, and the two correctional officers that were supposed to be checking in on him were instead sitting at their desks, browsing the internet on their phone. This is all taking place inside the special housing unit inside MCC. They were supposed to be checking in on him every half hour, every 15 minutes, and instead were seen sleeping on the job and pretty much ignoring their check-ins and falsifying records. Which, to give an update, those two correctional officers are now being indicted on federal charges of falsifying records, especially when they are being held responsible for what happened with Epstein. Paid off? Hey, who knows? There's situations where it's like, okay, well, you keep your mouth shut, do your time, do whatever you got to do, and the rest of your family will receive $100 million or something like that. That's very possible. Getting back to whether it was an outside force that killed him. Was it another inmate? There's always the possibility that another inmate made their way into his cell, choked him, killed him, staged him as a suicide. Murders happen all the time in the prison system when it comes to pedophiles. It's known. Especially if everybody knew where he was and what he was there for and, and knew who he was, 
Can you imagine being the inmate, though, that was like, dude, I got a chance at killing this motherfucker, and I'm in here for life anyways. It could have been something as simple as that, and the guards were just like, well, this dude's a piece of shit. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, it happens in movies. I don't know about real jail. It, it but might happen like, in, in real in jail. The movies and stuff, the, the guards, you know, they'll, they'll tell inmates about the prisoners and why they're there, and yeah. especially if they're scumbags. Yeah, there's definitely prison systems where they probably just turn a blind eye and let shit happen. Oh, I'm sure. New York. <laughs> Since he was convicted in New York, putting him in the place called the Tombs, it's a death sentence. Essentially, he was given a death sentence anyways. He was 66. He was spending the rest of his life in prison. It's entirely possible that some 21-year-old kid that did time for shooting somebody at a convenience store walked in and said, fuck this guy. Yep, snapped him. I wouldn't say it's off the table. No, no not by far. And then just tied a bunch of knots out of a sheets or whatever PJs oh, he was no, wearing. Oh, look at that. Yep. He fell into his bed yeah, sheets. Oh, shit. This <laughs> broke his neck. Yeah, the dude killed himself. Oh, shit. You don't know. You don't have the CCTV footage. All you have is the post photography of the crime scene without even his body in there. There's no photos. It's just orange jumpsuit sheets ripped up and tied into knots and thrown on the ground. And think about this. If you're locked up 12 years earlier and you're able to get a work order, leave, do all the things you did. 12 years later, you're literally put in a six by 10. And then all of a sudden, a month, two months after being incarcerated, you die. I personally don't think this guy killed himself. We have to pull back a little bit and look at the larger picture of more infamous or powerful people that may have been behind the killing of Epstein. The first one that pops into our heads is the Clintons. The Clintons have, in the conspiratorial world, a very large rap sheet for taking care of their loose ends. As we've said in the flight logs, you have Bill Clinton who went to Epstein's Island multiple, multiple times. If you're looking at it from a point of view of the Clintons, should they be responsible for all the things that many people think that they are responsible for, then it is not far-fetched to believe that they would want to shut Epstein up in any way possible and as soon as possible. Hillary was involved in Benghazi, oh, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that was a whole another can of worms, man. That was a cover-up in itself of things that happened there. Just mentioning Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton's involvement in this. In 2016, the email accounts of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager at the time, was hacked in a spear phishing attack. It was the, the WikiLeaks published his emails in 2016. There is the thing called Pizzagate. We're not going to get into that right now. We might talk about that some other time, but there's a falsely claimed conspiracy theory that's saying the messages contained from Hillary Clinton's emails of human trafficking and a sex ring. So having Bill Clinton being on the manifest to that is very suspect. Also, a couple other people that have been involved. You have people that were trying to expose pedophilia in higher areas, and they all have deaths by suicidal hanging. Hashtag Clinton body count. Hmm. Shit was viral. Tons of names. Getting back to the flying on Epstein's jet 26 times, I read that five of those times he ditched his Secret Service detail left all the Secret Service people off the plane. He said, you guys can't come. I think the dude was trying to hide something. I'm sure he had something to defend and they have the power to do it. Depending if, if it happened while he was in his presidency. If this is clearly happening in the mid 90s, this is clearly happening with Bill Clinton. I mean, I'm sure the flight logs show those dates. But if you're gonna get rid of your Secret Service, that's something I don't think any president's Ever. I don't even know if they're don't. allowed to do that. At least while in service, I don't I don't know that they're allowed to do that. I don't know. Maybe in a Gerard Butler film, but not in real life. That's probably the first time I've ever heard in my life that the Secret Service abandoned the president on a plane. And it's not Air Force One. If it happened during his presidency. And also, the Clintons have the power to be able to do that. Hillary was closely tied to New York politics. She probably has her own friends in high places or friends in low places that she could have utilized during this entire situation with Epstein. She was the 76th United States Secretary of the State from 2009 to 2013, as well as the United States Senator from New York from 2001 to 2009, and the First Lady of the United States from 1993 to 2001. She definitely has reaches within the state of New York. With their power, with their reach... It's not beyond belief by any means. Goes back to him getting out on that, that indictment that happened the first time that he was in by the NYPD and they just searched his place and yeah. brushed it under the rug. 
That was about the same time that she was state senator of New York. Could she have been a player along with his attorney who have gotten him off at that juncture? And to keep in line with the presidential conspiracy side of this, Trump was also on these flight logs. Trump has been seen in photos with Epstein. He's been seen on video with Epstein. He has, in so many different occasions, been involved with Epstein. Whether it was through Epstein's back dealings or he just saw him as another rich New York guy that he wanted to be around, that remains to be seen. I mean, obviously, the difference between Trump and Epstein is Epstein's new money, Trump is old money. But they're both from New York. They're both entrepreneurs in their own sense of making their own way. And they're both intertwined with politics. Donald Trump also has a quote that I don't know when he said it, but I'm sure he'd want to rebuttal it. Jeffrey's a great guy and we both like the girls young. Hmm. on the young side. I'm sure that kind of puts him in I mean, between the flight logs and having his own estate and being accused of raping people. He tried saying that he had a, a falling out with him a long time ago. Uh, not a great cover up there. After saying you like the girl, like, like Jeffrey, I also yeah. like the girls kind of yeah. young. I mean, and dude, I, you can't backpedal that. As it's been said, Epstein had these young girls at his high-status parties, and Trump was frequently partying with Epstein at his Manhattan mansion. If Epstein's there, I mean, what's going to happen? No matter where you're at, Zorro Ranch, up in Ohio, New York, Paris. But there was a story to counter all that, like to have both sides of it. There was the story of Trump kicking Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago after figuring out what type of person he was. Whether that was a story that was made up by the Trump campaign or was made up by his PR people, we may never know. But to take it at face value, Trump did say that he stopped being friends with him and he kind of cut him off after he figured out what he was all about. I guess in his defense as well, when you do say you like women on the younger side, isn't his wife tremendously younger than he is? Yeah, compared to him. It could have just been something that some scummy guy said, not on the scumbag level of Epstein, but it could have just been some dude that's known for saying stupid shit even before he's president. He's known for saying stupid shit. He's the guy from from The Apprentice. I mean, how much stupid shit was on that show? He could just be a fall guy, like literally a cover for this dude even still being alive. Yeah, when you take that statement that he likes girls on the younger side and you put it into the context of the Epstein case, it could definitely make him look like more of a suspect than he might actually be if, like, you know, when you're comparing him to his wife. Yeah, it changes the scope of the comment. It could be the smoking gun. There's no definitive evidence, but I definitely wouldn't wipe it clean off the table as a possibility. Another possible player in the Epstein suicide is Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew has been named by victims. He's been seen by Epstein. He's been on his flights. They're intertwined. Prince Andrew was interviewed by BBC post-death of Epstein and figuring out you know, what he was all about. And Prince Andrew had a lot to say about it. He quoted, During the time I knew him, I saw him infrequently and probably no more than only once or twice a year, and that his relationship with Epstein had some seriously beneficial outcomes. I want to say he was just playing it out as they were business partners. Maybe Epstein was working his stocks or trading his assets, but there's allegations against the guy. Yeah, and even the royal family has kind of cut ties with him and are distancing themselves from him as much as possible. Yeah, he, he requested from the queen that he step down from his public royal duties after all of the Epstein shenanigans came to the limelight because it soiled him. He also had a very uncomfortable interview where they were talking about his involvement with Epstein and whether he knew what Epstein was up to. And it was just the worst possible interview that a, a man like that could have had. He was saying asinine things like he doesn't sweat because there were reports that Virginia Roberts had said that he was sweating profusely while they danced, and there was picture evidence of Virginia Roberts and Prince Andrew together. Yeah, that's a that's a load of bullshit. Yeah, and they looked at the picture, they said, oh, well, is this your hand around her waist? And he goes, oh, well, that could have been anybody's hand. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I watched the same interview and I couldn't help but shake my head at it. So like you said, Virginia Roberts accused him of dirty nonsensicals. And the reporter was asking him, what, what, was that you dancing with her? And he was like, oh, no, no, no. I was at home with my kids and then I took them to a pizza parlor afterwards. And she was like, how would you remember that so many years ago? And he was like, oh, because it happens so infrequently. <laughs> and like, like you said, with the sweating, he said he was a helicopter pilot during the Falkland War. And he was being shot at while in a helicopter. Said he had an adrenaline overdose, which caused some sort of rare medical phenomenon where he doesn't sweat anymore. <laughs> That's very strange. Yeah. He just got all the sweat drained out of him in that couple of minutes when he was being shot at, I guess. Drip, drip, drip. Was, drip. was the pizza know, parlor that they went to Comet Ping Pong? I don't know. It could have been, been, man. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it was memorable. <laughs> I guess so. That's all I know. There's another thing that's happening with that family as well right now where there was a body found, more recent a body found outside of Kate Middleton and Prince William's Kensington Palace. Now, I don't think it has anything to do with that, but the media is for sure making it about that family. There's so many scandals that went on with the royal family. You have Princess Di. You have the picnic that Queen Elizabeth took a bunch of kids on and they never returned. You have this dead body. You have Prince Andrew. There's so many different scandals that are going on with the royal family. As you can tell, this whole Epstein debacle kind of spiders out into so many different other conspiracies, and it's very possible that this intertwines with a bunch of other stuff. Things that we will later on get into, of course, Pizzagate and reptilians and underground child trafficking rings and crazy little pizza parlors that shouldn't exist. <laughs> It's definitely opened up a new light on things that are happening in current events with this guy's name being brought to light and Ghislaine Maxwell and all these other people being brought to light with so many other things going on. It opens up the doors just also in current events, the, what, 29 children that were found in Georgia in a trafficking ring. Mm -hmm. These are exposures of things that could quite possibly be linked to something that this guy was involved in and why he's actually dead or hidden. The world is a gross oyster when it comes to this. <laughs> I think Epstein was the tip of the iceberg. And as we all know, global warming is happening and icebergs are melting. So this is this is kind of, <laughs> you know, disclosure at its best. We're finding out a lot of secret things that are happening behind the scenes. We're finding out about a lot of scandals. We're finding out about a lot of celebrities and a lot of powerful people that are doing things that are unthinkable. Heinous. Shit that goes back 30 plus years. Things that have been going on for decades we don't even know about. Shit that goes back 400 years to the inception of this country. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah, you have no idea how far back this stuff goes. Epstein could just honestly be a player in a long succession of people. Human trafficking is something that happens globally. And on a massive scale. Yeah, and on a scale where you can't probably really imagine it. I can't imagine it. The next couple of years are going to be very interesting for what happens with one, this case, and what could be brought to light with it. And nothing might actually happen from this case. And this guy could have been, even in death, could be so covered up that not a soul other than Ghislaine Maxwell gets fucked up from it. I'm kind of hoping she speaks out because I, I don't know, through Epstein's death, I feel like a lot of the victims didn't get any closure. I feel like him no. dying in prison is not closure enough to all the people that this guy fucked up for life. And hopefully Maxwell talks some more, opens up a blabbermouth, and some people can actually be sentenced for what they're part of. But there's always the possibility that they play this much like the police in the drug game. So what happens is the police will go out and they'll catch little fish, little corner drug dealers, nickel and diming people. And they'll say, okay, you tell us who your dealer is and we'll let you go. If they were to do that with Ghislaine, they could easily say, okay, point us in the right direction and we can make sure that you quote unquote disappear. We can make yeah, sure that you too. 
they could just say she's in prison. They could just say she's in prison. There's no mugshot, like you said. But, but that's what I'm saying. They could, they could turn around. They could say, Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison for the rest of her life. They could even put a sham court date on there, have her show up in court. You're in prison for the rest of your life. And then she goes into the back room. She says, here, go find this person, this person, and this person. And she's let out the back door to go live on an island somewhere across the world, which is a possibility of what happened with Epstein. It could be the same exact thing, but on the opposite end of it, his co-conspirators could have said, okay, we're going to cover up and, and make sure that your death is faked. And then you go back to business as usual, procuring young underage girls for all of us. He definitely was not the top of the top. He, he's not the chief. No, no, definitely. Definitely. I said that in the last episode too. And at the time of death, his, his net worth was 559 million. And we're talking about this guy being a billionaire. So mm -hmm. that's what he disclosed as his money. <laughs> I can't help but feel like he was nowhere near the top. I feel like he, he was... He's a middleman. Low yeah, on the ladder. He's a middleman. Yeah. The Epstein conspiracy continues to grow as we go day by day. Us not knowing what's going on with Glenn Maxwell. Us not knowing the truth about what happened in that New York jail cell. Us not knowing the extent of the players and the pawns in this game so if you feel like you have any insight into this case that we might have missed please reach out to us let us know what did you find out what have you researched what have you found out about the shady dealings of jeffrey epstein and his supposed suicide well hushlings that is the end of the jeffrey epstein suicide part two of a two-part series Join us in two weeks for our next Hush Hush Society conspiracy, which is going to be debriefing number seven. We are going to be going into the Majestic 12. It's going to be out of this world. Should be a blast, guys. Guys, also be on the lookout for any merchandise that we are coming out with. We're working on some designs right now, some t-shirts, some hats, some stickers, some pins, some beer mugs, some coasters, uh, a welcome mat. <laughs> Most importantly, Hushlings, we are working on facial coverings. Be sure to wear your mask in public. Yeah, wear your mask for that fake virus. Anyways, <laughs> stay stay tuned to the designs. Stay tuned for all the merchandise that we're going to be releasing. And we're also, I swear to you, we are working behind the scenes on getting our Patreon set up for those mini-sodes for our subscribers. And you guys will hear it first. If you would like to reach out to us regarding any of this information, make sure to hit us up on our social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, don't forget that we have that brand new YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Make sure you hit that ding button and get all our notifications first. You can find us on all our streaming platforms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, at our link tree at linktr.ee slash Hushda Society. And guys, mm. if you have any recommendations for anything, merchandise, topics, anything like that, please, as Mystery Mike said, reach out to us at our email. You can email us on Facebook, email us on Instagram, email us on Twitter, and we'll see you in two weeks with the Majestic 12 episode. And thank you for joining us. I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. And I'm Stuckbrook We'll see you in two Remember, weeks, Hushlings. The best kept secrets are hidden in plain sight.